Well, my, uh, my scripture for today is Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. And it's Joseph talking to his brothers about the journey, the difficult journey that he's been on, and then the place he got to in the end. And this is how Joseph put his pain, delay and discomfort into a context of understanding it before God. He said this to them, you intended to harm me, but God intended it, all these difficulties for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. We've probably heard it preached many, many times that God will bring uh, promotion through the pit. And I want to talk about one of those uh, kind of thoughts today. I I suppose the headline thought is this. I want to talk about the upgrade that is in your upset. In difficult times, we need to remind ourselves that God is completely in control, that he is good, that he's loving, that he's kind. But we also know, as Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble. (laughs) Make a good fridge magnet, doesn't it? In this life, you're going to have trouble. But here's the thing. God is ultimately in charge and he will weave everything together for our good. And like I say, we've probably all heard preachers that say there's promotion in your pit. Just like the story of Joseph, who who found himself with this incredible dream from God, but he was stuck in a pit, then sold as a slave, then found a bit of promotion, but then ended up in prison. And there in the prison, God is still speaking to him and he's having to do everything to keep his heart right in difficult seasons. And then eventually he shifts from the prison to the palace and he realizes all this stuff that man meant for harm all this trouble that's come my way through life God has used it and intended it for good he's protected me kept me and there he was in the end in an incredible place of influence there is promotion waiting for you in the pit. Think of David facing Goliath. Goliath is this scary, great, difficult problem. And yet Goliath was David's pathway to the throne. It is through the fact that he defeated Goliath that actually the people accepted David as king and the road to the throne opened up. Often there's a great big Goliath. There is a low pit, a prison, Before we get through to God's promotion, it's almost like God wants us to stoop and bow through a season of difficulty before we come into promotion. There's something in the difficulty that cleanses us, that gives us our confidence in God. And so there is promotion waiting in the pit that you are going through. Think of Daniel and the lion's den. Think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, his friends being put into the fiery furnace. But there in the fiery furnace, they found one walking who was like a son of the gods, is what it says in the scriptures. It was Jesus. And all the the ropes were burned away. And both for Daniel and for Shadrach, Meshach, 
and Abednego, the, 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 the lion's den and the fiery furnace, turned into places of tremendous promotion. Sometimes your greatest difficulty is lining you up for something truly powerful. What about other stories in the Bible? I've got another phrase that I like. So the first one is that there is promotion in your pit. The second one is there's destiny in your delay. I've been impacted by Acts chapter 16 lately and uh, I've read it to you before, but I'll read it again. It says in Acts 16, 6 to 7, the Holy Spirit had forbidden Paul and his partners to preach the word in the southwestern provinces of Turkey. They repeatedly attempted to go north into the province of Bithynia, but again, the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to enter. This must have been incredibly confusing for these people sent out with the sense of going to all the world ringing in their ears and yet Jesus was going no 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 they repeatedly had their attempts to move forward thwarted by God himself and yet later in the chapter we find them coming to a, a house of prayer and worship by a riverbank and meeting someone that opened up a whole new sphere. There was promotion waiting in the delay. There was destiny in the delay. God was guiding them through to something new. Think about Moses. Moses, all he lived for in the end was to get into that promised land. And then through a little incident, in the promised land where, uh, sorry, in, uh, before they got to the promised land where uh, Moses uh, struck a rock instead of speaking to it. God said, ah, now for that, you won't enter the promised land. And you kind of wonder what on earth is going on? And yet if you read your Bible, you know that uh, Moses died and they, they don't know where his body was buried. But the next we hear of him in the Bible is Luke chapter 9, where we find him on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah and the Messiah in the Promised Land. I mean, Moses' experience of it would have been, right, Moses, you're not going in. And he, he, God takes him and then he finds himself in the Promised Land with the Messiah and with a great prophet. I think from the eternal balcony of heaven, I don't know about you, I would have actually preferred Moses' journey the way that God did it just there. Okay, you don't have to lead anymore. Oh, sounds like heaven because leadership's hard work. Uh, uh, come home. And Moses finds himself in the bosom of the father. And then he just finds himself in the promised land. So he did go to the promised land in an eternal perspective. Sometimes there's destiny in our delays and our refusals. And when God says no, he's lining us up for something even better. Paul and his friends wanted to head to, to certain areas of Turkey and God just kept saying no, 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 no. But then this whole revival that opened up a whole swathe of Asia to new things of the gospel opened up. And wow, what God did was just incredible. Of course, we know that Paul and Silas found themselves in a prison at the end of that chapter. And as they're worshipping and praising, there's an earthquake, there's a revival, uh, a family is saved, the jailer's family, the ha whole household is saved. And we also know from scripture that that church in Philippi became his financial supporters. So while God had been going, no, 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 over here, it was because God was lining him up 
for a miracle in a prison, for a household to be saved and for financial provision to impact his life for his missions for years to come. A whole new thing was opening up while we're thinking, well, I just want to go over here and do this and I'd be happy. God is saying, I've got money, I've got blessing, I've got revival, and I've got a whole new sphere of influence for you if you just follow my leading. So sometimes my no is leading you to an upgrade. There is an upgrade in your upset. We have to trust God with the days of our lives and the pathways he takes us on. Think of John. Uh, exiled on the Isle of Patmos. And there he is, a prisoner on a little Mediterranean island. But there in that place, he has the revelations that uh, become the book of Revelation. Uh, He could have traveled, he could have spoken to a few people here and there with the rest of his life. But instead, he's exiled and has the most incredible encounters with Jesus. Instead of traveling a few more miles on earth, he traveled miles in the heavenlies and wrote the book of Revelation. And boy, we wouldn't have that today if it wasn't for the fact that God has said, no, exiled on Patmos. And there he encounters Jesus. You know, we've got to realize sometimes, not always, but sometimes there is destiny and upgrade waiting in our delays. There is promotion waiting for us in the pit and the prison before we get to the palace. And let's just do one more. My last phrase is, God's compass can sometimes be found in your confusion. Sometimes things go on that are just confusing, a little bit like God saying uh, no to Paul and Silas. You can't head this way. You've got to go this way. God's compass can be hidden in very confusing times. I mean, Paul finds himself arrested and jailed and in a house. And we know from his writings that he longed to go to Spain. But I don't think he ever got to Spain. He found himself locked away and had loads of opportunity to write. And he ended up writing and writing and writing. And we get some of the best books of the New Testament as Paul is jailed, humbled, and just waiting. And we know that, well, tradition says that Paul's eyes were bad. He couldn't see. So he probably didn't even like the concept of writing, even though he could. Uh, So someone would have had to write for him. So he's there dictating these letters. Can you imagine him getting to Romans 8 and going, oh, Oh, what have I said already? I can't even read back through it. Read me what I've said so I don't repeat myself. There he is dictating and writing these letters. But boy, they become the Alps of the theology of the New Testament. Books like Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians, they absolutely transformed the world. But it all came out of a confusing season in Paul's life when he's locked away. And he says things like, remember my chains. But here we are 2,000 years later, remembering his chains. Because in the delay, the pit, the prison, (laughs) the no of God, you can't go to Spain. He finds himself doing something he hadn't planned to do. To write, to write, to write, to write, to write to the churches across the world. And those letters have transformed us. We need to thank God 
for Paul's prison because it turned him into a scribe to write some of the most beautiful letters about God and godly life that we have in our Bibles. And it all came out of sorrow and confusion. Sometimes God's compass is found in our most confusing times. We find God saying no. We find that it feels the very opposite of God gives you the desires of your heart. It feels like, no, I'm just dumped here and lumped here. How do I make the most of this? Well, if you keep your heart right and gracious, it's incredible what God will do with some of the most difficult, frustrating, delayed seasons of your life. That's who God is. I remember being on mission in South Africa years ago and uh, it was a volatile time. It was before the fall of apartheid and we were traveling around. We were due to meet some very influential political figures in the nation. And one quite influential church had invited us to go and speak. But something in the hearts of our team was feeling, no, I really feel we shouldn't go. Little did we know and we discovered quite some time later that this church was actually being used as an arms dump, an arms store for people that were fighting. And yet we were due to go and see some real political heavy hitters in the nation. But God kept us by going, now, I know you want to go to this prestigious place, but no, you can't go. Just obey me. Sometimes God's knows are protection, not rejection. I remember once wanting to go to Prague and Vicky and I were sat down and we, we were, you know, Googling away to go for a few days into Prague and just something in our hearts felt, nah, just, mm. we had it all lined up at the hotel, I had the flights, we knew where we were going and I just felt, I just can't press the, you know, buy it, do it now button, I really shouldn't. Well, a couple of weeks later, when we were due to have been there, right on the street, just a few doors down, there was a massive explosion in the centre of Prague. I mean, I, I'm not saying we would have been injured or anything, but it would have been a complete disruption of our plans at the very least if we'd have been there. You know, sometimes God's no is not a rejection. It's a protection and a redirection. He is leading you. We have to trust God with the no's as well as the yeses. So listen, there it is, today's thought. There is upgrade in your upset. There's promotion in the pit. There's destiny in your delay. And sometimes God's compass will be found in the worst times of human confusion. I would say probably the greatest thing that we could do is to whisper to ourselves when we're in the pit, when we're in the delay, when we're in the confusion, when we're feeling upset, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It kind of straightens everything out. When we just trust him with our upset, our delays, our pits and our confusion. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. Well, let's keep marching on with God. I want to leave you with some little bits of information. Remember, we go out on tour next Sunday. Come and join us somewhere in the city. 
Um, we're actually at St. Nicholas Community Centre on Pickering Park uh, this coming Sunday. All the information is in e-news. Book in. There is a service in Cottingham Civic Hall as well. And that's the only place that Revival Kids work will be. We won't start Revival Kids in the second venue until we've landed in November in one specific place. But uh, come join us on tour if you can or see you at Cottingham Civic Hall. See you in the prayer room at Kingswood House uh, every night of the week, 7.30, while we're praying.